The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, welcome back, and thank you for listening. And aren't you glad that you live in a country that you can just turn it on, and there it is. God bless America. That's right. Well, this is Fourth of July weekend, everyone. Uh, I hope if you're traveling, you do it safely. If uh, you already traveled, I'm glad you are safe. And just have a great weekend. Uh, Just remember, if you drink like a fish, swim, don't drive. And uh, everybody have a good time and take a minute. we got so much going on in this country that's negative and dividing us all. Uh, Let's step back and take a big picture. We're the best frigging country in the world, okay? All right, big picture. Look around the country, you know, around the world. You want to live there? You want to live in the United States? Well, God bless America. And another reason to bless America is winning ponies is going to give you the inside skinny on nothing less than some of the best 15, count them, 15 graded stakes races coming up this weekend so if you do get some of the predicted storms wherever you are you can go on inside or head on over to your otv parlor or down to your favorite racetrack a lot of good race action from coast to coast now when you do go two things you definitely need well three things a listen to this show b pull down your easy win forms okay they're over at winningponies.com and uh we make some pretty good scores. We keep our, the scoreboard updated on what our selections were and what the results were. Hope you played with us today, ladies and gentlemen. At Gulfstream Park, right out of the box, in the first race, a $1 super high five uh, using the easy win forms, $2,149. Now, just about three hours ago, the last at Tampa Bay Downs, a $1 super high five paid just over $2,000. That ain't bad, ladies and gentlemen. Now, after you get the easy win forms, of course, as we've been telling you, our uh, new favorite sponsor, of course, is BetUS. It's been serving clients for over 27 years. You'll hear their advertisements throughout the show. But uh, one thing you want to know, the more I've been up there, is that they, they keep their players up to date with articles, players teams stats and trends so uh it's kind of neat you got to get up get up there and see what they offer of course it's not limited to horse racing so uh you know if you got a a, uh, hometown favorite in the cricket game you can probably get action down on it now guests this evening to help you get those winners of course so we got two good handicappers both of them that have been tournament players over the years uh the first one when we last heard him was uh, when he was down in new orleans um 
And he worked down there in the uh, publicity, public relations uh, department. And his name is Kel- Kevin Kilroy. Very interesting uh, background. Uh, like yours, truly a background in fine arts, if you can believe that or not. Um, and he worked uh, and he taught for 15 years at the Kansas City Art Institute. I could spend a whole show just talking to this guy and this stuff. But you're here for his picks. Now, he's writing for Twin Spires Edge and Horse Racing Nation. And he's back in Louisville, where he worked on the Derby Notes team, and he said he'd be more than happy to jump on and tell us about the races at Churchill Downs this week. Of course, the big one, very important race for the handicap horses, the grade two Stephen Foster at a mile and an eighth. This always brings out some big ones. And how about last year's Kentucky Derby winner? That's right, Mandaloon. I know that might not jump off your lips as a derby winner because Medina Spirit finished in front of him. But as we know, because of the detection of betamethasone, Mandaloon gets moved up. He is the official winner of the 2021 Kentucky Derby. He's back at the site of his greatest victory ever. He's one of many we will see over the weekend that are making their debut after running over in Saudi Arabia and none of them I do believe we'll see during the show did very successfully over there but man were they successful before they went of course you pretty much can't get any bigger in the game than the Kentucky Derby so Mandaloon and this Stephen Foster we'll be talking to Kevin Kilroy and then uh, we've got the uh, Fleur de Lis that's a $350,000 grade 2 and this is I don't know you don't want to look past anybody. Like, I don't want to look past Avi's Grace because she's a fantastic horse in her own right. But let's face it, folks. The headliners are Pauline's Pearl, and she dares the devil. I will reserve comments for when Kevin Kilroy comes on with us. And then there will be the Teppan. It's a one-mile race, 200,000 on the line. A very interesting and wide open group really need Kevin's help on this one. Now, you'll notice none of the races I selected are grass races at Churchill Downs because there is currently no turf racing at Churchill Downs. Um, so it, now it's just been called off for closing weekend. Of course, the big race we want to cover uh, was the Wise Dan Stakes. Um, so they... It's it's a Bermuda hybrid course. No, that's not something you smoke. It's something you're right on. And uh, the uh, they just said that four official workouts were timed by the clockers, but afterward uh, they just uh, between the riders and what they saw out there, uh, they it's been problematic. So they're going to spend more days trying to fix it out. The last thing they want to do is have somebody get out there and get hurt, as you all know. So uh, both of the horses that worked were multiple winners of turf or sprint stakes. So it's not like they were just getting used to the turf. So that uh, they've been out there. So that is why we are not handicapping any turf racing at Churchill Downs. Our second guest, none other than Steady Eddie. That's right, the birthday boys, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow is Ed's birthday. If you want to give him a shout-out or a phone call, I'll I'll give his uh, number out here on the station. I'm sure he'd love that. Uh, Anyhow, 
Uh, Ed's going to join us, and we're going to go a little bit down the East Coast, starting out at Belmont Park. I don't know how much of a race it is to handicap, but it's a great one to talk about. The John A. Nehrud, four and up, going seven furlongs. Now, a horse that's never been successful at seven furlongs that most probably will be the favorite is Life as Good. This colt, son of a to mischief, eight lifetime starts, Six victories at a second. The only bad race, I won't say it was bad, only lost by two and a quarter, but finished fourth in the Dubai World Cup, but certainly helped that $3.4 million bankroll. Now, who's the other horse you're going to talk about, John? Probably Speaker's Corner, who's just been fantastic for Bill Mott. Uh, came out a running this year, four starts, three first, including the grade one Carter handicap at seven furlongs. So they are the headliners at Belmont. And then we're going to go down to Gulfstream Park. Princess Rooney Invitational the standout in there is CC, according to me, me. We'll see what uh, August Edward Meyer has to say, and then I want to see what he has to say about a horse I love, and that's Drain the Clock. Shows up every time, 13 starts, 7 wins. He's a speedster, the race, 6 furlongs. All right, that's what's on the menu for this evening. What else is hopping off, and how the heck did you make out next week? Well, once again, as I told you, 15 graded races. Now, uh, on Saturday, in addition to the races at Churchill we're going to cover, uh, Woodbine is a very big day. No less than five graded stakes races up at Woodbine on Saturday. Then, of course, you've got the races we're going to cover at Gulfstream. Uh, at Belmont, there's also the Grade 3 Dwyer. And then this is also the week of the uh, Saturday of the Delaware Oaks. Also at Delaware, the Grade 3 Kent Stakes. So uh, big action coming up on Saturday. And it gets a little bit thinner over the weekend. Probably people taking it the day off and going out to a barbecue themselves. But that's what's coming up. Now, <clears throat> something you're going to notice for the couple of big horses D. Wayne Lucas has taken over the training of Last Samurai and Will's Secret. You've heard those horses' names before. Uh, They're both graded stakes winners that have been transferred to Hall of Famer D. Wayne Lucas from Dallas Stewart, and they're both expected to start Saturday at Churchill Downs. Now, Willis Horton owns both horses, and he said that we got into a little bit of conflict with Dallas, so we made the change. Uh, of course, Horton has had uh, horses uh, with uh, D. Wayne uh, Lucas before, most notably. Remember, Will Take Charge, what a handsome horse, and he's being a nice stud right now. That was back in 2013, but they won the Travers and the Clark Handicap. Not too bad. So D. Wayne taking over the reins for Last Samurai and Will's Secret. Now you're probably saying, yeah, but John, last week we were telling us about all these winners up at uh, North Randall, Ohio, at a place called Thistledown. Who was it? Well, the Ohio Derby was packed with talent, turned into a really good race, and the public kind of figured it out. Down the stretch, it was the two favorites coming towards the wire, and it was Tawny Port, second in the Jim Beam, winner of the Lexington Seventh in the Kentucky Derby comes back, even though most of this Colts' best efforts 
were on the synthetic. So uh, very, uh, really solid race for Tawny Port. Guess who was in the saddle? I read Ortiz. Got the job done. Who was the other horse? White Abario. Yeah, he was right there. If you threw out his derby, this horse was just fantastic. Still, first time on Lasix, runs second in the Ohio Derby. Picking up the third spot, classic Causeway, new to the Kenny McPeak barn. Okay, uh, then uh, let's see. Where did our other result? We had the Lady Jacqueline. That was a quarter million. And uh, that went a mile and an eighth. And... The winner in there, Army Wife, got the job done for trainer Mike Maker. Now, I alluded in here, and I noticed that that, that, that there, there was a horse in here that T.D. Houghton was, Ryan, was riding, and I just wondered, is he going to show up and be a rabbit? Well, all I know is Army Wife got the job done. <clears throat> Mike Maker, the trainer, uh in, in the second spot was Crazy Beautiful, Ken McPeak trainee, and sadly, surprisingly, was uh, uh, Maracuja, and uh, Maracuja um, ended up, who was, was coming in out off a layoff, hadn't run since the apple blossom, um, was somewhere along the race, something happened, and... Uh, Kendrick Karamouche kind of slowed him down, eased him up. So we will find out he took the van ride home that day. And then we had two Ohio bred races real quick. Let's see how we did in there. Well, I like Tantrum and so did you. I guess he was in the saddle. I read Ortiz Jr. enjoyed his visit to the Cleveland area. Trainer Tim Ham and Tantrum take down the Dan Stearns Cleveland Gold Cup. And then... The George Lewis Memorial went to an old veteran of the racing game in the Buckeye State, and that was Mobile Solution. This horse was making its 46th lifetime start. Seven-year-old gelding, make it 14 victories, 11 seconds, and nine-thirds. This horse is an ATM machine. Hey, it pays to get an Ohio bred sometimes, folks, and Mobile Solution certainly was one of them. By a $2,000 stallion, Mobile has now won over $700,000. All right. Well, again, a lot of great race action uh, coming up uh, with us. Uh, Going to be two guys that really enjoy the handicapping game, and that would be Kevin Kilroy, who's representing Churchill Downs, and August Edward Meyer, who represents the entire world of racing. So that pretty much wraps up the first segment. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, listen to a little bit more about the details of how you can get involved and get the action down. Never have to leave your house with BetUS. And you never have to leave your house and get the winners from Winning Ponies picking up your easy win forms. All right. I'm John Engelhart. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going under the Twin Spires with our friend Kevin Kilroy. <laughs>
Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Guys, with a lot of big racing right around the corner, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS for all of your gambling needs. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. With action on every sport across the world, we can pretty much guarantee that we got your game. So join now using Capital Ponies and get a big 125% deposit bonus up to 2500 So play with the mainstay in the industry. Get your bets down with BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. But before you go to BetUS.com, you want to come over to WinningPonies.com and pull down your easy win forms. They're inexpensive, they're fast, and look on the site. You're going to see our results. We come up with some excellent plays every week, and the results are right there. So come on over to WinningPonies.com, get your easy win forms, and then get your action down at BetUS.com. US.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show, Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, back here at Winning Ponies, and with us, a guy I've had on the show, but sometimes you talk to people and you never meet him in person. So I'm rounding the turn and and heading for the buffet, and uh, there on the corner, right outside the Churchill Island office, was looked over his shoulder. I'm like, well, damn, that's Kevin Kilroy. I better introduce myself. So there he was in his pork pie hat, and he took a few minutes to chat with me. Good talking to you. How'd you survive Derby Week? 
Yeah, John, it was great seeing you in person. That was that was a real treat. You know, we've had some great conversations. So uh, that was nice. Derby week. Oh, wow. I mean, what? That was, you know, that was my first Kentucky Derby, John, and uh, no. I was I was in the in the thick of it. I was you know doing the notes work. So I was out there five a.m. every morning for you know ten days ahead and. Um, you know, watching those horses, you know, as, as you know, study them as, as much as possible. Of course, didn't have the winner there, but um, it was it was unbelievable. What a what a what a privilege to be uh, able to be a part of that. It is, it is. But this was a guy who's a fan of the game, and this was your first Derby, huh? Yeah, can you believe that? I mean, just thrown right into to the heart of the beast there. Um, and you know, I mean, it's just such a great backside. It's just, it's just you know, a perfect setup for the horses. They've got fresh air coming in and um, it's, it's beautiful back there. And, and they just really do a nice job just uh, letting the fans in and the public and, and just seeing the city just, just come to life everywhere in all, in all these different ways to get excited about horse racing. Yeah, that was a thrill for sure. It was great to see uh, a city that gets the culture of, of, of our favorite sport here. And then you get to be there and personally experience uh, what I believe is one of the greatest uh, fairy tale stories that is real that we've ever seen in racing. I know it. Sonny Leone getting it done. Eric Reed. I mean, <laughs> Rich Strike coming up the rail. It was, you know, I was in the winner's circle and it was just, uh, Epicenter was, was my horse. So it hurt in a few different ways um, like that. But then after I just shook my head and just uh, realized what they accomplished, it was. It was phenomenal. What what a neat deal. What a neat barn. Everybody involved with it was so cool. And, you know, John, the best part about it was, you know, I was collecting jockey quotes after for the notes and chasing everybody down. And I had to end up, I ended up going to the, uh, the locker room to get the last few. And I got to watch the jockeys watch the derby back the first time. And then they watched it, you know, a couple of times after. It was the wow. neatest deal because you would think that these guys would be angry, they'd be mad, they didn't win. Obviously, the winners aren't in the room. You know, Sonny wasn't in the room at that time. But they were just you know, just palling up with each other, just showing their camaraderie, cheering each other on, pointing out each other's trips, and just really just, just pouring over it with enjoyment. Um, it was really a neat scene. So I'd never seen that before, and I, it's not what I expected. I thought these competitors would be, uh, would be uh, angry, you know, and throwing stuff and throwing fits, but really not. What, what classy, awesome athletes uh, the jockeys were, at least that day at the Derby. That's all I can, I can tell you. Uh, you, you know, you're painting this picture, and you you are the poster boy for a kid in the candy store. <laughs> I mean, truly, truly, to be in the paddock, you know, to be in, uh, you know, in the winter circle for all this stuff. Um, absolutely, I couldn't I couldn't be uh, couldn't smile bigger. Well, Kevin, where they had lo- where they had you located uh, uh, as part of the notes team? I mean, y- you were in Hell's Kitchen. Because you were right there on the corner where everybody coming in, going out, uh, going for an interview, uh, going for food, going for uh, got to go to the office for a special favor. Boom. They, they had to walk by you to get there. So you got to see it all, man. You had a front row seat to the greatest two minutes of sports. That's fantastic. It really was, man. It really was. I love it. I love it. And, you know, down at the fairgrounds and stuff like that. And I told myself I probably shouldn't address Kevin on this. But, I mean, that after going up and, and you know, being around Chicago racing, that uh, prior to all this stuff that you've 
just described to us, uh, you were for 15 years an instructor at the Kansas City Art Institute, and you're the author of three books. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a a lifetime teacher at various schools, and um, yeah, my favorite was definitely teaching at the Kansas City Art Institute, working with artists. Um, there's really just just no better student that I you know was able to experience and be around. Just so inspiring, and you know, whenever I see my students um, and you know, kind of tell them what I'm up to, them, I always let them know that uh, that they were the, my inspiration in so many ways. You know, and, and teaching, you you really try to get get kids to 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 ask more of themselves and to uh, to have passion and to uh, to pursue their dreams. And um, you know, I would always be preaching that, and then I, I was like, I, you know what, I got to do it myself too. So I always let them know that, uh, that they were my inspiration to to step out of the classroom and uh, into the uh, into the horse track. You know. Yeah, I I do, I do. Uh, yeah, I I was uh, the director of a correctional facility before I got into racing, and is that right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so my my. Uh, my my move was a little more pleasant than yours, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't want to see any of my students, okay? <laughs> I never want to run into any of my graduates. So, but but anyhow, yeah. I mean, if you got the passion for it, if you want to do it. So one more thing on your personal before we we get into Churchill is this: as someone who obviously has a keen eye uh, for art, yeah, uh, you, you have to. Uh, as an instructor, yeah. we're not just talking about paint strokes. We're talking about art appreciation and and, and reading about artists and and how their influences. You had to really feel like you were part of a canvas as that sun rose and that orangish, foggy color started coming in over Churchill Downs and the horses are getting ready and the snorts are coming out and you can see it. I mean, you, you had to feel like, like, like you're in a, a, a Renoir or something. A hundred percent, you know, I mean, just, and that's one of the things that, um, that I really enjoy about all this is, you know, as a writer and wants to write stories about people doing stuff, um, I keep on sort of like reflecting on, you know, like, wow, I'm living this story, you know, I'm living this, this art piece, um, which is, which is just fantastic, you know, and I feel so, feel so lucky for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, especially being there at 5 a.m. And, and seeing, you know, having, having the sunrise there and, and getting to experience that and yet hearing all the sights and sounds of, of the racetrack, you know, with, with all these just, just amazing, amazing, you know, equine athletes, um, out on the track and the best trainers there, uh, overseeing them. Um, it, it's unforgettable. And I, I hopefully I can turn it into a, a good story or two here whenever I find the time. Oh, you will. If you haven't had the chance, uh, uh, to read, uh, not by a long shot by TD Thornton, do yourself the favor. If you need a loner, I got it. It's a fantastic book. And it's all about his life on, you know, around the racetrack and the hard knocking northeastern, uh, you know, Rockingham Park, Suffolk Downs type thing. But as I always do, I digress. We could talk about that stuff all night. <laughs> but let's move on to Churchill Downs. I did announce uh, earlier in the show about the races we're going to use and to to notice that none of those are turf races. So you had had to kill you guys to give them up on a big weekend like this. But uh, what's the current status so we can update the players at home? 
Yeah, it's you know it's it's too bad. I know from talking to Brad Cox, he was excited to see set piece you know go into Wise Dan and, and defend the title there. And of course, there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, a lot of horses who are really pointed to these turf races. But it really feels like the you know the, the racetrack is, is doing right uh, by not running on on the turf course. Of course, the pressure was was there to run these races. You know, as, as everybody knows. But um, you know, they they took two and a half weeks off and um, uh, just. The, the grass, you know, started to thrive a little bit, but just not as robustly as uh, as they were hoping. You know, it's still trying to develop that root system, as you can imagine. Um, a lot of the drainage stuff underneath it is, is really state-of-the-art, you know, this $10 million turf course. And, um, you know, the, the grass just needs to continue to, to, to um, develop its roots and, and, and um, you know, be able to uh, withstand those uh, – those half-ton uh, beasts uh, flying across it. So, you know, the plan is still for the Arlington Million in August. I believe it's August 13th, but it's right around there. So that will be yes. a fantastic uh, day. So um, that, that I think by, you know, not doing it um, this weekend, as sad as that is, um, it should set up nicely for not only in August, but throughout the rest of the fall. So it's really a beautiful course, and Jamie did a fantastic job, you know, overseeing that and, and keeping it going there. So, you know, hats off to everybody who's been, man, can you imagine hard at work trying to, trying to get uh, that grass to grow for you? I struggle with my, with my lawn. I can't imagine uh, the, the pressure and the eyes on um, that yeah, everybody's couple, going through. So, my, you know, my hat's bit. off to them. Exactly. Well, we look forward to when it's coming back. Um, and now, are you kind of winding up this first part of your summer meet right now? Yeah. So it's the, it's the end of the week. Um, it, um, it'll all be done. So I know uh, just the last race here today just went off. Silverleaf got the win uh, with uh, one of my favorites, Brian Hernandez Jr. up to get the win there. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, we've got these big races on Saturday. I mean, the Stephen Foster, I, I mean, I just can't believe um that we're gonna get to see these uh these older routers uh go at it it's gonna be uh it's gonna be quite quite the field and be really interesting to see how it gets that too well keep that train a running because uh it's really brought together a quality field and as i introduced that race earlier and i said and the kentucky derby winners in their mandaloon and those felt like funny words coming off my lips (laughs) <laughs> I know I got called out for calling the Kentucky Derby winner and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. This is how it's going to be uh, going forward. Right. Uh, named the Kentucky Derby winner, right. Uh, finished second, but named the Kentucky Derby winner. Yeah. Man, the interesting. He's, I mean, he just looks amazing and talking to Brad, he, um, he, he's really impressed with him physically. Uh, he's put his weight on well, as you know, he was over running the Saudi cup and it's always hard for horses to come back and, uh, put their weight back on and, uh, and get back into the form that, uh, you know, they, they're, they're looking for, but Brad is, uh, is really impressed with them. And when, when I look at, you know, his, his career, he's got six wins, right? Two of those were his first two races made in an allowance company. Um, two of those were against midnight bourbon and no knock on midnight bourbon, but, he um, he ran 16 times and he, and he won twice. He was uh, not necessarily a, a horse with a nose for the he wire. Was the hot rod, you know, he as, was the hot some, rod Charlie of, of his generation. You know what I mean? I mean, hot rod Charlie keeps showing up at all these big races and something always happens. Somebody has their biggest day or something happens in the race. And it, it just seems like yes. that was always happening in Midnight Bourbon. Somebody was having their biggest always race happening. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> So somebody, so that it's like they get fired up when they see him. They're like, "Oh, that guy! You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gunning for him. I'm gonna step it up and beat him." 
And then the you know the other two that that uh, Mandaluna has won has been from DQs, and the, the DQs weren't even you know things that affected his run, you know, with with the Kentucky Derby and with the Haskell, with the uh, speaking of Hot Rod Charlie, right? Uh, right. So he's interesting. He's going to get bet. You know, he's two to one on the morning line, and he's going to get bet hard and. Um, it's definitely a horse, you know, as a gambler that I that I want to take a shot against. Um, just thinking I'll be able to find value in one of these other formful uh, uh, four-year-olds in here. But you can't get much for, uh, formful than a horse going for its fifth victory in a row. Bill Mott's Olympiad is going to be a definite threat in here. One for one at Churchill Downs is uh, looking awful good here. Already undefeated in four starts this year. Yeah, that's that's my pick in here. I mean, it's all price dependent, right? We want to see how how this one gets bet because these these guys do match up really evenly. But Olympiad, you know, I've been lucky to be able to watch him his last three runs in person and uh, and talk to to Bill to Bill Mott, you know, when he was sending Olympiad out to fairgrounds, you know, as we were we were interviewing him for for all the articles, and you know, just the word was he wanted to send him out of Gulfstream because of the short stretch. He wanted a longer stretch for the way that Olympiad runs and. And you see it. I mean, you saw it on full display in the Alasheba. You know, he got he got headed by uh, by Happy Saver, and for a second you thought it was over. But then all of a sudden he just starts surging forward, and then it's just a locomotive. You know, you just can't stop him. With each stride, he really he really gathers more run and and, and more speed. And um, I think a horse like that is just the one that I want to have my money on in the stretch. You know, against. You know what I, I believe he'll be trying to run down American Revolution, possibly Cottle River. That'll be interesting to see who gets the lead um, in there. But uh, I mean, he, he's got the form. I, I think that the stretch at Churchill is perfect for him, as he's as he's demonstrated. And um, it's just as long as nobody gets in his way and, and stops him, as, he, as long as he's a clean trip. All right, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, Kelvin, Kevin Kilroy, uh, predicting a upset of a. Perhaps a minor sort. We'll find out in the Stephen fought at Churchill Downs. That's going to be the tenth race, five twenty-six on Saturday. The eighth race is the Fleur de Lis, and what what a it's not a big field, but and it might not even be bettable, but it's a great race to look at. And just two guys in a bar saying, "Well, the next round's on me if Pauline's Pearl wins, and I'll give you shares the devil." How's that? I mean, I, I, it looks on paper it's going to come down to those two. For for me, it's all about the number one, super quick. Um, really? I mean, just that run that we saw um, at Pimlico was you know not against very tough company. It was it was a Grade Three. But um, you know, one of these Norm, Norm Cassie gets uh, gets horses out of the gate into the lead like nobody's business, and I think it's just going to she's just going to send off and, and go. And there's a couple other in here that that sh- you know could be close. She dares the devil definitely has, has you know run really well in the front, but the pace figures that I have just don't compare between those two. So I think it's going to be all out send. And um, you know these other these other fillies and mares they've been going a mile and sixteenth or going a mile and eighth. In this, and we just saw Super Quick get all of a mile and eight, and then some, winning by 14 lengths, getting a 107 buyer. You know, it's, it's the type of figure that sure people are going to say like, oh, you know, we're going to see a bounce um, off of that big figure from Super Quick. It was, it kind of looks like it came out of nowhere. But this is a, a Mary Lou Whitney homebred uh, that it was really uh, high expectations throughout when Super Quick came out to run at fairgrounds in March. Everybody was talking about um, Super Quick beating Clarier that day, and it, you know, it didn't happen. So. Just a little bit slower in progression than everybody was hoping for this filly, uh, but the works that we've seen, you know, Norm has been able to get in 
um, three um, really sharp works um, since that run. And I always like to see that when I'm trying to make sure that I'm not, a horse isn't going to bounce. So it's all super quick for me. And then uh, trying to figure out maybe she's all wolf coming in and closing in to get a little piece mm. of it. Uh, maybe we're going to see Pauline's Pearl in there uh, for that second. Whoever's got the late kick to come in and, and clean up the mess that super quick uh, makes ahead of them. All right. We've been talking with Kevin Kilroy, who's right now uh, calling Churchill Downs home. I know he's traveling over the weekend and hasn't even packed yet. Kevin, I will let you go. Thanks for uh, being on the show. We'll catch up with you back in the fall, okay? Awesome, John. I love being on. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. All right, good to hear the voice of Kevin Kilroy. Going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're talking with, <laughs> that's right, the birthday boy, Ed Meyer, ladies and gentlemen, will be with us. Going to take a break. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Guys, with a lot of big racing right around the corner, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS for all of your gambling needs. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. With action on every sport across the world, we can pretty much guarantee that we got your game. So join now using Capital Ponies and get a big 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. So play with the mainstay in the industry. Get your bets down with BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. But before you go to BetUS.com, you want to come over to WinningPonies.com and pull down your easy win forms. They're inexpensive, they're fast, and look on the site. You're going to see our results. We come up with some excellent plays every week, and the results are right there. So come on over to WinningPonies.com, get your easy win forms, and then get your action down at BetUS.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. 
All right, and with us now, the birthday boy, ladies and gentlemen. I can almost remember him when he was a bouncing baby boy. 15 pounds at birth, as I recall. Her mother wasn't a happy person, but he was a bouncing baby boy. Steady Eddie Meyer, welcome back, my friend, and happy birthday. Thank you, John. And, you know, when you talk about birthdays, the only thing that comes to my mind is that cake you so painstakingly put so much time into and I can I can still smell it from here. It was beautiful. Uh, the beauty of inside jokes, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell your ingredients. <laughs> no. <laughs> well what the heck, you know, we're not FCC regulated. So it's Ed's birthday and I wanna do something special for Ed. I forget I'm gonna say it was number thirty seven because those are the candles I went out and bought. And the night be- we have a concert venue next to River Downs and the night before Obviously, um, I'm going to say it was Bigfoot. Pretty sure it was Bigfoot. Um, took care of his personal business on a sidewalk in between the jockey's room and the grandstand. Um, a nice private place to do in between Kenny Chesney, I guess. You know what I mean? This thing, there, it was not a horse. This thing was huge. And so, anyhow, I stuck the birthday candles in there and took a picture of it and blew it up. And I said, Ed, here, I baked you a cake. <laughs> Yes, yes, you did, my friend. It's so good to hear your voice. I can still see it. Happy birthday, Ed. Love, John. It was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, something I failed to put in in, in the write-up that we were going to talk about this week, uh, and people, they can go to Winning Ponies, and by the way, we don't, if you sign up for anything, you don't automatically get the newsletter. You got to sign up for the newsletter. So it's not one. We're not an invasive kind of thing where it's like, oh, you made contact with us. You're ours forever, and you're going to get a newsletter every morning. No, but every Saturday uh, or late Friday, we give you a little reminder of what was on the show. If you want to tune in and get the podcast, and then we give you know the lineup of that week's. And then the most important part is a recap. Of your blog, uh, your blogs appear with regularity on the Winning Ponies website, but you they hand-deliver one in your mailbox on a weekly basis. And, Ed, I have uh, such joy reading your blogs. Number one, I know a lot of the people in them, even the ones that go unnamed, which is very good that they remain nameless, I think, in some of your blogs. And uh, But what I love about your blogs is you, you, you're not, you don't view from an ivory tower – um, these are all things that you've experienced, that you've dealt with, uh, you know, bad beats you've taken at the racetrack, uh, jewels that you've found for some reason through a handicapping angle. But most importantly about the blogs you write is what you put into it from a human element. You seem to find really interesting characters or unrecognized people uh, that all of a sudden – uh, get their 15 minutes of fame through the keyboard of Ed Meyer. So I'll stop telling everybody what, what a great job you do. Just tell me, because I just watched an interview with Rod Serling, and he talks about his writing process and what he goes through. To compare you to my favorite writer, Rod Serling, what is Ed Meyer's writing process before he starts his blogs? Well, first off, John, thank you for a kind, kind way to begin this. First off, Winning Ponies was 
was gracious enough to give me the opportunity. I've been doing this since 2008, and as you've mentioned a time or two before, prior to you, and then I passed the torch on to the better man, I was part of the radio show. I, you know, I did the radio show like you did, and they've been incredible to work with. What, what, that being said, right from the what, heart. Ed, what do you mean like I did? Did, did I get fired? They just didn't tell me to laugh at the show? <laughs> yeah, you know, that is a good point. You <laughs> did get fired. You just did. Congratulations. Yeah, and, you uh, did the you know, show I just, like you know, They I sent did. me to bring it to you. Happy birthday, Breaking buddy. news, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in next week for the new host. <laughs> <laughs> but, John, these, these guys have given me, I can't say free reign, but they give me a lot of latitude, and they've allowed me. I speak from the heart. I love to talk about the personal connection with the fans of the sport. Now, the horses are incredible. They are the stars of the game, but eventually they etch into the pages of history. But the people, for guys of our age, some of them are still playing their trade day in and day out, and we get to be a part of it. And for me, the people have been one of the most fascinating parts of thoroughbred racing action and watching and wagering. And for me, a lot of my pieces are about the everyday character, the guy with $10 million, the first-time lady that, that hit it big. I love to talk about my relationship with my dad, my brother, I, and, and how, how racing has always played a part. And, and thank you so much for leaving out the parts about your relationship with the different women you've dated. <laughs> Well, that's on that's on uh, part B on uh, uh, you know American Voice X, so uh, we we can get there later. <laughs> I didn't ask for details. I just said some of the crazy women you've ended up with. But hey, hey, we're oh, not they've been going crazy, there. all right. It's we're worth the, it's worth the price and then some. I'm complimenting you right now, but 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 do you wait for an epiphany, or do you have a notebook with a list of topics I need to cover or people I need to talk about? How, how does that work? Just. You wake up and from all of a sudden... the, the eight million conversations we had in the same office, which is short of a frat house uh, all day, all the time, every day, anything goes. But such the learning part of that environment was the best because we would toss around just a name and I'd say, yeah, wait a minute, you gave me one the other day and it's actually right up there now. And it was about Sonny Leone and his. Back up right-hand man. I'm going to call it right-hand man, Gabriel Lagunas. I took such pleasure in just scraping the top of that because we'll never get to that point. But you know what? It kind of introduces us to what's going on. For me, John, I, I've learned a lot from listening to others. I learned a lot from working with you, you know, for schooling me long, mentoring me, you know, kicking me when I was, and then letting me kick you when you weren't. But I'll tell you what. I learn a lot from everyone, and I just write from the heart. Sometimes I'll be sitting there, no, I don't, oh, wait, wait a minute, hold on, and I'll go in. It might be 5.30 in the morning, and I start writing. It's, it's purely from the heart, and it's not scripted, and every person, 100% is real. Well, it, it, the thing I want to tell uh, our listeners is that uh, you, didn't, you didn't miss them. Uh, just like our podcast, you can go up, and if you, when you go to the website, you, you'll see the section on blogs, and you can scroll down and read many of the blogs that Ed has written. And don't forget, sign up for the newsletter um, because we don't just force you to read it. You know, you you got to say, yeah, I'd like to get this. It's only once a week, but once a week you get Ed's blog delivered 
into your mailbox. Now, I have the birthday boy with me right now. So let's just talk about a couple of the 15 graded stakes races that are going to come up over uh, 4th of July weekend. One that I don't know if it's a, if it's a betting race at all, but it's going to be a pleasure to watch because of uh, kind of an up-and-comer and established horse uh, versus an established horse uh, who – kind of reached for the stars in the last start and it came back and bit him on the ass and that is life is good i mean from the time this horse ed i don't know if you've ever seen this before this horse has been odds on every start of his life now obviously they don't post the odds for life is good uh, over in uh, dubai so who knows what it was over there but probably damn close to being the favorite but odds on every start of your life have you ever seen that before Incredible, incredible looking runner. And, you know, I, it, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Like you said, this may not be the race you make a million dollars on, but it's going to be one hell of a race. And But, uh, hey, don't discount uh, our good friend Bill Mott and uh, Jose Ortiz on the outside. Well, I, I stopped speaking too soon. I That is the up-and-comer that I'm talking about. Uh, we're seeing several cases right now, you know, because people are always really surprised when Mott has a, a good – three-year-old you know it's kind of like well look at the four-year-olds he's got it's because he took Mm -hmm. his time he took his time with him and all of a sudden this horse comes out and turns out to be a a world beater uh including a grade one winner multiple graded stakes winner and uh what's interesting is junior alvarado has been pretty much the regular rider of this horse and uh jose ortiz will be uh back up who was aboard him for an allowance win way back in august a year ago yeah so yes i'm not going to leave speaker's corners out i'm just saying uh life as good has been grabbing headlines since the day he hit the track now remember that last race john this this really plays a lot of my handicapping that was first time out. It was in the Grade One Metropolitan, and had the lead. Shook it out there really quick, and was not disappointed. One hundred eight and two for the three quarter. Now they are moving in hand. It says in the comment line, just came up a little bit empty. I, I think Speaker's Corner is going to be uh, a little bit tougher than we think. We'll find out. So it, it's the up and comer, and I'm a huge Bill Mott fan uh, versus the, uh, the the thriving superstar. We will find out. I'm sure we won't see life as good after this year with his uh, uh, worth as a son of into mischief. Uh, l- let's go down to your buddy Pete Aiello's neck of the woods to Gulfstream Park. Uh, looks, I think there's a couple headline stealers uh, in this last couple of minutes. We got it uh, in the Smile Sprint. Invitational. I don't know why both these uh, races are invitational. I guess they like a private party down there. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I've been a fan of this horse for a long time. Uh, He's been restricted to sprinting, and rightfully so. you got to find out what your horse does best. And Safi Joseph says, drain the clock. It's a stone sprinter. And he's turned into a great one, but like numerous horses we're going to see over the weekend, he's another one that could suffer from the Dubai down uh, bounce. I was just going to mention that. That's my only fear. 
Now, you're talking six for six in the money at Gulfstream, so we know this four-year-old Colt likes, likes being down in Miami. And take a look at that last work, three furlongs and 35 and one. That is the second best of 20, and the one prior to that was very sharp as well. And prior to that, it was a couple bullets. I'm getting more and more excited as we come along, as coming off a three-month layoff, and this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, well, I think we're going to see something in the making here, John. This one, uh, maybe 2022 of this part of the year, might be just what this Colt needs. We will find out. But uh, that's that's going to be, uh, you know, uh, I think the standout in, in that race at Gulfstream. Again, uh, that's the smile sprint, not the mile sprint. The race is only six furlongs. And then later in the card, uh, a race named after one of my favorite uh, mares when I was uh, a youngin, shall we say, and that was Princess Rooney. Man, she was solid. And uh, in here, a horse who's very well-traveled, uh, has no problem going from coast to coast and stopping off at Oaklawn Park in between, and that is CC. Man, she is a knocker and just brings the checks home. Over $2.1 million for this six-year-old mare, trained by Michael McCarthy. I don't think you can slide any any. It's it's hard it's hard pressed to to find an argument against her. But I am going to try to beat her just on price alone for finding that proper value. And that's the three glass ceiling, a five year old mare by Constitution, one for one at Gulfstream. But take a look at her last three races, maybe four even. You see a nice prep, a grade three, a win, a grade three, a win, a grade two. Progressively coming off, and this is second time off a layoff, and Charlton wins 18% of the time. I'm hoping that maybe a little pace might erupt. Some uh, unknown force might jump out there and shake it right on the front end and, and cause some uh, some really hot fractions, pretty salty fractions. And maybe Glass Ceiling to be the recipient of that. Take a look at that last work. The best of 96 at Belmont. That's even against all horses, not just, I mean, it's the up-and-comers. It's the, it's the wannabe champions. It's, it's the ones on their way back down. The best of 96. To me, that sealed the deal. It might be worth the price. Well, you got it. Edgar Zayas replacing Dylan Davis, who's had a very good season over at Aqueduct for sure. I do believe he ended up taking home the title there, riding in his daddy's bootsteps. Uh, well, I know that your uh, duties as a race caller are are, are over, and, uh, you know, I, I noticed a lot of traffic on 75. I assume all those people uh, are, are headed down uh, towards the northern Kentucky area. They're going to congregate, as I understand, in a place, a little place not far from Turfway Park called Erlinger, Kentucky. And do you know what they're all saying, Ed? Do you know what they're What's all that? saying? Red, eat at Red State Barbecue. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, August Edward Meyer. Happy birthday to you. Ed, thank you thank for you, being Dad. such an outstanding guest, for being a team member of Winning Ponies. I want to remind everybody to come on over. Check out Ed's blogs. Check out the Easy Win forms. Check out the BetUS.com opportunities. 
and you can always go to a replay of this show. So for everybody involved in Winning Ponies, especially my executive producer, Josh Bygosh, I'm John Engelhart reminding everybody, if over the holiday weekend you drink like a fish, well, swim, don't drive. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners. Winners.